0: From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Seren, And welcome, welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler, hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come warm yourself by the fire. There are stories to be told and you are among friends. Michael Sala, Dr. Michael Sala is standing by and will be here for the full two hours discussing QAnon. Uh, Back in October of 2017, someone using the handle Q began posting online and claiming to have access to classified information involving the Trump administration and its opponents in the United States. And Q's posts deal with a supposed secret conspiracy by an alleged deep state against U.S. President Donald Trump and his supporters, and we'll get to Dr. Michael Sala, in just a few minutes. First, some sad news. Uh, For those listening in on our flagship station, Zoomer Radio, AM 740, 96.7 FM here in Toronto, if you're just tuning in to Zoomer now, we lost a broadcasting legend and a true humanitarian. George Ginescu, host of Big Band Sunday Nights, uh, passed away yesterday morning and you may have just caught the tail end of his final show which he recorded this past Thursday and I had the great honor and pleasure of getting to know George these past nine plus years and if I'm not mistaken, George Genesky was on the air somewhere, almost uninterrupted for close to 70 years that has to be some kind of a record Every week I'd come into the studio here in Liberty Village and previously at our old studio on Queen Street East, and I'd get George a cup of coffee. In fact, when I came in here tonight, I had to remind myself, he's not here. Uh, But he would regale me each and every week from some chapter of his remarkable life, the time he had dinner with Louis Armstrong, the time he got shot in the rear end after taking part in the March on Selma back in 1965. It seemed I learned something new about George every week. And I loved him for his deep faith. I loved him for his outspokenness, his cheekiness. He adored my twin boys, uh, who started coming to the studio from time to time to visit, probably since they were about three. And as I say, he loved to tease. Uh, Every Sunday he'd hand off to me by saying the most complimentary things about me and my show. And every week, just before I'd start my show, he'd duck his head into the studio and say goodnight. And every week, I'd say, straight home, George. Well, one last time, straight home, George. I want to get my fine rockabilly friend, my technical producer, Ian Robertson, here, just for a few words. Yeah, thank you. How are you holding up, buddy? You, uh, you and George were pretty close.
1: Yeah, he was, uh, he was an amazing guy. Uh, like you said, week after week, he would have
0: a different story. Uh, he was lovable, fun-loving. Uh, a true inspiration to live life. Absolutely, 85 years young. And um, do you have a favorite story? <laughs> we were talking about it earlier. The uh, the story of the dean in Montreal. <laughs> oh, and how he came to study uh, in New York City literature in in New, in New York. Yeah, it, it, there were so many layers with this guy. And and although I knew him for nine and a half years, I'm I'm sure we were only scratching the surface. So he will be missed, and um,
1: also also to mention yeah. next week during George, uh, George's show, his son
0: will be in with Frank Proctor, and listeners can call in That's right and say what they want to say: His son Robin will be here along with uh, the wonderful Frank Proctor, yeah. doing a very special tribute to George Ginescu. All right, well, somehow, some way the show must go on. that's the way George would like it. And this story. Actually began in October 2017 when an anonymous user posted a series of messages on 4chan, a very loosely moderated message board, and the unidentified user who signed off as Q claimed to have top security clearance within the U.S. government. The core of the Q Anon story is that the Robert Mueller investigation into alleged collusion between Trump and the, uh, the Trump campaign and Russia is actually an investigation into global elites, and that the president is masterminding a secret plan to arrest top politicians and Hollywood stars for corruption and even child abuse. The unidentified user, again, claims to have top security clearance within the U.S. government. So we'll talk about QAnon, who it might be. Whether it's real, whether it's a hoax, Dr. Michael E. Sala is a pioneer in the development of exopolitics, the political study of the key actors, institutions and processes associated with extraterrestrial life. His interest in exopolitics evolved out of his investigation of the sources of international conflict and its relationship to an extraterrestrial presence that is not acknowledged to the general public, elected officials or even senior military officials. His groundbreaking book, Exopolitics, Political Implications of the Extraterrestrial Presence, was the first published book on exopolitics. In exposing U.S. government policies on extraterrestrial life, he revealed how the world's most powerful nation secretly manages information concerning E.T. life and technology. In Kennedy's Last Stand, Eisenhower, UFOs, MJ-12, and JFK's assassination, Dr. Sala documents the tragic efforts by President Kennedy to share widely the truth about UFOs, and Extraterrestrial Visitation. But he is also an internationally recognized scholar in international politics, conflict resolution, and U.S. foreign policy, and is the author-editor of an additional four books, including The Hero's Journey Toward a Second American Century, and also Why the Cold War Ended. He has also authored more than 70 articles, chapters, and book reviews on peace, ethnic conflict, and conflict resolution, Michael Sallow, welcome back to the Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm very well, Richard. I'm uh, very happy to be back. Thanks for having us, or thanks for joining us, rather, for the for the uh, for the whole show here. All right. Q anon. Uh, I sort of gave a, a brief summary of who this individual uh, is, or at least how this individual has presented uh, s- since October 2017. Um, what have I missed there? Just, Do you want to fill in some blanks about, about QAnon and who you think this individual might be?
1: Uh, sure. Well, QAnon, as you mentioned, uh, appeared in October of 2017, uh, posting on this um, a forum called 4chan, which is an anonymous posting uh, environment for anyone wanting to share information pertinent to a whole range of subjects, um, including kind of conspiracy theories. And right from the very beginning, um, Q identified himself or, or themselves as a group that had uh, kind of a very uh, high-level status within the Trump administration, that they were pointing to, pointing to different things to suggest that they were part of Trump's inner circle, and so they would uh, post, make postings or refer to things, saying, "Look, here Trump is referring to us," and so there were a whole series of these kinds of kind of um, signals that uh, QAnon was uh, was a group of people uh, allied with uh, the U.S. military intelligence that were. Part of the Trump administration, or were very close to the Trump administration in some regard, and had been given authorization to release classified information in a kind of um, in, in an anonymous way, so that way there'd be plausible deniability and no laws would be broken. So, you know, rather than kind of come out outright and say. Uh, Revealing something that was classified, they would kind of like ask questions or, or get the or readers to kind of like make deductions that would lead to them becoming aware of something that was very heavily um, classified.
0: Yeah, much of the, many um, of the postings are very cryptic uh, in nature, uh, almost difficult, very difficult to decipher in some cases. What what are some of the main uh, takeaways that, that you have from Q's postings uh, that you've been able to decipher?
1: Right. Well, the one that's been the, the kind of uh, perennial issue that runs through all of Q's postings is these impending uh, indictments of senior level officials. The very first post concerned uh, Hillary Clinton uh, being arrested. Um, and and so people, when that didn't happen, you know, thought, well, maybe this is a a, a LARP, which is a kind of acronym for live action role play, uh, a, a kind of um, a disinformation ploy that happens pretty regularly on the internet, uh, orchestrated by different intelligence groups. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, Q kept on making these uh, series of posts, talking about arrests, uh, talking about uh, indictments. And, and mass arrests that would be um, occurring once the indictments were unsealed and, and what happened was that um, as people began to investigate this they found that uh, there were actually an unusually high level of uh, sealed cases uh, that, that were occurring through that were occurring throughout the federal judicial system in the United States that you know for example in any one, Normal year, um, there would be roughly one thousand secret indictments, um, and that would be the average for a normal calendar year. Uh, but you know, after Q was saying that you know these indictments uh, are being prepared against uh, deep state officials, as people began to investigate this, they found an unusually high number of sealed cases, and 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 not all sealed cases are indictments, but but nevertheless. Um, out of out of the, the the total number of sealed cases, um, a significantly high level would be indictments. And currently, there are over sixty thousand sealed cases, and the majority of those would be sealed indictments um, against people that not, the public doesn't know yet, because uh, grand jury investigations in the United States are conducted in total secrecy. That's illegal for anyone to report on them. Um, that in itself can bring about criminal charges if you're if you're reporting on uh, the del- deliberations of a grand jury. But nevertheless, just by the fact that people could confirm uh, that there was this unusually high number of secret indictments um, that had been initiated in the United States since QAnon had begun posting, uh, people began to. Uh, take QAnon much more seriously um, as a result of that
0: All right, uh, Dr. Sala, just hold on, we'll take a time out, come back and continue to talk about QAnon Dr. Michael Sala with us for the full two hours, we'll also open up the calls, or the uh, the phones rather for questions and comments in the second hour, don't call yet just stay put, have a listen to what Dr. Michael Sala says and then if you care to respond uh, or have a query then we will make those phone lines available to you in the next hour Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. When in doubt, blame the government. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Dr. Michael Sala is here. And uh, we are talking about this online phenomenon, QAnon. Uh, This anonymous online poster back in October of 2017 started to uh, post what have been referred to as breadcrumbs. Uh which has led adherents to this uh, theory uh, to believe that perhaps uh, there is this deep state at war against the president, uh, which may or may not be true. I mean, I happen to believe there are elements of of truth in that. Certainly, absolutely, 100... No, not 100%, 100%, but certainly there are elements. Uh, However, uh, Q, uh, it's suggested, is... An insider uh, could be military intelligence. But, but uh, I mean, Sarah Sanders, the, uh, the press secretary, was asked not too long ago about uh, this whole phenomenon. She denounced Q and, and said it has nothing to do with Trump and so forth. Uh, has he ever, has he, as in the president, ever alluded to QAnon in any of his rallies or speeches? Because we do see these Q t-shirts and Q signs at some of his rallies well that's
1: right um, uh, Richard uh, you know, one of the things that uh, has helped legitimise uh, Q in the eyes of many that are trying to work out whether or not this is real or not is that at these um, Trump rallies uh, Trump did directly point at a number of people wearing Q shirts and, uh, or t-shirts and just kind of like giving them the thumbs up or, they, or acknowledge them and this, this happened um, you know, about a half a dozen times, um, and you know, each of those instances was kind of acknowledged uh, by uh, by the by Q um, on the boards, uh, pointing out that this is this is Trump basically giving the thumbs up that you know he supports this, and you know, and just a kind of like um, yeah, you know, just a correction there. Um, when uh, uh, Sarah Sanders was asked a question about Q. Um, she kind of answered in a way that you know didn't make clear whether she was actually uh, n- referring or affirming or negating the existence of Q as a legitimate source within the within the White House. She kind of made her a remark, but I don't remember the exact words that she used, but something along the lines that you know she doesn't, uh, they don't endorse any any kind of radical movement, but it wasn't quite clear. Um, exactly what it was. She was. You're correct. So.
0: You're correct, Michael. Uh, uh, she said the president condemns and denounces any group that would incite violence against another individual, and certainly doesn't support groups that would promote that type of behavior. So you're, you're correct. She, she didn't. She never uh, referred to QAnon, but she's just denouncing, you know, violence and said the president likewise condemns violence. But but has QAnon or his supporters ever promoted violence?
1: No, not at all. Uh, QAnon has basically from the very beginning been uh, advocating that people trust the plan, that uh, those that follow the QAnon information, uh, that they've been kind of told this story of there's an elaborate plan that it has been hatched uh, by the um, U.S. military intelligence community to take down the deep state. And uh, that this is, this is a plan... Uh, that is being conducted uh, behind the scenes using legitimate uh, judicial processes. That um, that that, and, and this is where it's quite interesting. That there are some people that say that um, that during the Obama administration, um, Trump was approached by a group of um, U.S. military generals saying that they were prepared to launch a coup against uh, the deep state uh, because uh, things had gotten so bad in terms of um, the country being sold out by the deep state uh, for for the globalist interests, that they were going to stage a coup. Uh, but their preference would have been for someone like Trump and actually approach Trump and asked him, you know, will you run for president? Because if you don't, we are going to have to launch a coup because that's the only way we can stop the deep state. So Trump, according to the story, um, Trump agreed, and of course the rest is history, but what we are seeing now is that uh, the judicial process has been used and uh, the Q movement, or Q, has always been advocating that their followers trust the plan, trust that there are enough good people within the Department of Justice, within the FBI, within all branches of the US bureaucracy, that as they flush out all these uh, corrupt deep state assets within those different bureaucratic institutions, that they'll be able to then clean up the system and eventually unseal the indictments. But the the main thing has been uh, that in, in order to unseal the indictments, both the uh, Department of Justice and the FBI has to be cleared of all of these deep state assets, and that's been the hold-up. So that even though QAnon has been talking about these uh, indictments uh, since uh, October of 2017, and we're now in November, so over for over a year now, uh, Q has always been saying that uh, those two institutions are key because without, without the uh, Department of Justice being uh, cleaned up, Um, You're not going to be able to to have um, the the right judges, uh, the judicial process being done, being conducted in an impartial way. Corrupt people will get off because there are corrupt judges in the system. Um, And similarly for the FBI, if you don't clean up the FBI, then uh, people who have committed atrocious crimes won't be investigated because there's corruption within the FBI. So, so a lot of the information in, uh, from Q has been concerning uh, cleaning up the Department of Justice, cleaning up the FBI, having the uh, different uh, health investigative committees uh, for the Department, uh, the House uh, Health of represent, health Representatives committees dealing with the judiciary, dealing dealing with um, uh, dealing with the um, intelligence that they. Uh, uh, have been asked to kind of like flush out all of these corrupt actors. So, this is the plan. So, Q is definitely not advocating any kind of, uh, violence and, in fact, uh, pointing out the violence of the deep state in trying to stop this plan from coming into fruition.
0: Right. Now, uh, you know, for the longest time, uh, people were. Uh, frustrated with the Attorney General, Jeff Sessions. They thought he was soft peddling, and he, and obviously Trump was communicating that he was frustrated with the Attorney General, and eventually he, well, just recently, was asked to step down, which he did. But we were, we kept being assured or, or told by QAnon that, uh, just be patient. Jeff Sessions is, is, he may appear to be waffling, but no, he's working diligently behind the scenes, uh, you know, to, uh, to pursue these indictments and so forth. And then, uh, after he resigned, we were told, "Well, no, he had to resign because he needs to dedicate himself to these <laughs> indictments." So, I mean, does the does the fact that Jeff Sessions has stepped has stepped down and that he did seem to be very sort of um, how shall I say that he was kind of soft pedaling? Uh, does that undermine the the veracity of this QAnon movement? Well, that was definitely uh, something that a lot
1: of uh, Q followers uh, felt that 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 was not something uh, Qanon had predicted. Um, consistently, as you said, uh, Q had pointed out that Jeff Sessions uh, was actually doing a lot to clean up, uh, you know, the corruption within the Department of Justice, within the FBI, that he had appointed this um, U.S. Attorney, John Huber, uh from uh Utah and, and given him the authority along with uh, other um US attorneys to investigate the uh the charges or the concerns that had been raised by uh, these different House uh committees. Um and so John Huber had the uh power of the Inspector General uh, behind him, the Inspector General of the Department of Justice has uh, 470 investigators um, on, on the staff, and, and that, and just to kind of put it in context, you know, that that is vastly more uh, investigatory power than anything that the Special Counsel uh, Robert Mueller had in his uh, investigation of these alleged uh, Russian collusion charges, which. Uh, I, I believe um, his office has you know can max out at 20 investigators um, but the Inspector General's office uh, had 470 investigators and uh John Chuuba along with other investigators other US attorneys could use those 470 investigators within the Inspector General's office to investigate all of these um, uh problems that were raised by the health Intelligence Committee, the House Judiciary Committee, and, uh, and there was a third committee that doesn't come to mind at the moment, uh, and to investigate those, and, and and because this was a combination of uh, the Inspector General's Office, which has uh, investigatory powers, and the uh, U.S. Attorneys, uh, led by John Hoover, who have prosecutorial authority, so they could convene grand juries and actually launch secret indictments. So there you have. The mechanism by which the secret indictments, uh, were being conducted, uh, were, were being launched. Um, and so this was all occurring under the watch of, uh, Jeff Sessions. He authorized all this. So, you know, this is why QAnon repeatedly referred to trust the plan, trust Sessions, everything seems to be, you know, seems to be working well. And, and then, and then of course, um, after, you know, immediately after the midterm elections, uh, Trump Basically, asked Sessions to resign, and that caught everyone uh, within the, the Q movement by surprise because that was not something they expected. Um, and and that together with the uh, Republicans losing control of the House led to so many people expressing deep doubt over Q and the veracity of the information. Now, you know, in in Jeff Sessions' resignation letter, I mean, he started off saying, um, you know, making it very clear that. Uh, he had been asked to resign, and so he was doing so. Uh, th- this was basically he was not really happy. This he was indicating that he wasn't he wasn't doing this voluntarily. Now, exactly what the purpose of all this was, you know, was it was it um, in some way uh, a case of Q overstating the importance of uh, sessions to the plan? Uh, you know, had people been hoodwinked by, by Q? I mean, these are all legitimate questions, but, you know, what, what gives me confidence still in, in Q is just the, the remarkable, uh, consistency in terms of the, the kind of revelations Q has made, um, and, and then how future events prove that. I mean, his, Q's always saying, kind of future proves past, and so again and again, Q has kind of, um uh, being able to make these cryptic comments and that uh, later on they're verified.
0: Well, let, 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 we talked about the the number of uh, sealed indictments and how they've increased dramatically, which might, may be one clue that there is this pushback against the deep state happening. But w- uh, what would be another example of something that Q has um, predicted and sort of left a, a, some breadcrumbs and then it actually, it actually happened?
1: Well, uh, w- one of the things that... Um, has uh, talked about which I, I felt was, was very accurate based on my research was um, he talked about, uh, he was really the first kind of major source to talk about the false missile uh, alert in Hawaii on January 13 as actually being um, a false flag attack and so you know, Hugh talked about a, a submarine uh, that was uh, responsible for that false flag attack and that uh, this was something that uh, was consistent with the research that I was doing soon after that of that event that occurred um, in January 13 and uh, only I think the next day you had or almost, or, or sorry, a few days later you had almost the same kind of uh, scenario with a, a, a false missile alert um, in the, in Japan against Tokyo. Now, in both of those cases, um, if these were false flag attacks by the deep state that was wanting to start um, a war, a third world war, really, um, involving the United States. Um, and, and so, this was one of the things that, that Q began talking about early on, um, and um, you know that was consistent with the kind of testimonies that I was getting from a number of different uh, sources here on the ground in Hawaii, showing that, in fact, something had happened, uh, that that a missile had sh- been shot down from the sky, that this wasn't a false uh, missile alert at all, that something was shot down, that people who saw the missile being shot down were told to keep quiet, that there was um, uh, a military um, uh, analyst within one of the fusion centers in in Honolulu, confirming that uh, yes, this was a, a genuine missile alert; that uh, this wasn't a mistake at all, and that something had been shot down, and that there was an expectation within uh, within this confusion kind of centre uh, that the Trump administration would have responded by attacking uh, the alleged perpetrator of that. So, so, so that's one example uh, that I uh, kind of refer to as as being, for me, um, confirmation that, that Q really is uh, does have access to high-level kind of insider information.
0: All right, Dr. Um, Sala, we'll, we'll take another time out, forgive the interruption, back with more of my conversation with Dr. Michael Sala as we explore the phenomena of Q. Your comments and questions welcome at the top of the hour right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Question everything. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sala. Dr. Michael Sala is with us, joining us uh, from Hawaii. We're talking about QAnon. And, uh, many people are aware of your work, obviously. on uh, Most people would be aware of you from your work on exopolitics and disclosure and, and these sorts of things. How did you get involved in this whole uh, QAnon um, controversy?
1: Well, I was just fascinated uh, by uh, the emergence of, of the Q. Uh, phenomenon, uh, just, just because I was very interested in what the Trump administration was doing, uh, with regard to disclosure of secret space programs. And so I, I became very interested in, in, in Q in terms of, um, uh, this was some group within the Trump administration that was spilling the beans on this kind of deep state corruption, uh, connection to pedophile networks secret indictments, um, because I, I I think that part of the reason why uh, disclosure of secret space programs, extraterrestrial life has not occurred is because there are people within the big state that benefit financially from the status quo. And so it's become very clear to me that in order for this for disclosure to move forward, then we need to change the status quo. And, and of course... Um, I've been doing my best as has had many others for decades now in terms of uh, trying to disclose the truth. But if the mass media um, you know doesn't pay attention, then it's quite clear that something else has to happen. And so I saw QAnon as as a as something of kind of a, a wild card, as a, as something similar to Trump. How Trump was he is himself a wild card, you know, I I kind of uh looked at Trump's inauguration speech um in uh January 29th, uh, 2017 where he referred where he referred to this kind of uh, a new world of incredible technologies healing and a kind of future that suggested that this was someone who knew about uh some of the suppressed technologies uh that have been around for for decades and Uh, Just very recently, um, just over a week ago, I wrote an article on my website uh, where I discussed uh, how Trump had been told by his uncle, John Trump, who was a professor of electrical engineering at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, that Trump had been told by from his uncle uh, the truth about Tesla's uh, invention and also MIT's involvement. In the study of the Roswell crash so I I certainly was very interested in in Trump uh, being uh, a kind of agent of disclosure and very interested in well how we how would he do this you know most people would think well you know the president of the United States is very powerful you know he would just organize a press conference and 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 state what's what's been going on well that's not the case at all Presidents are kind of kept out of the loop. They're not brief. and so I was very interested in QAnon being the vehicle by which Trump could orchestrate disclosure. And and so I was very interested in anything that came up through um, uh, the, the Q's uh, document or Q's cryptic posts through his breadcrumbs that alluded to UFOs and and secret space programs. So you know, very early on, I, I saw. Some of those connections, and and it was eventually vindicated um, just just over um, um, in September, September 19, actually, when Q bo- dropped these uh, bombshell posts, basically confirming the secret space program and that ex- extraterrestrial life exists. So you know those were um, posts uh, from Q that kind of like showed that there is a disclosure. Agenda within the Trump administration, and and Q is a part of that.
0: It's interesting you mentioned uh, Trump's uh, uncle, who I believe was asked to examine the uh, well, just boxes and boxes of papers that were recovered uh, from Tesla's uh, suite at the New Yorker Hotel and in uh, other buildings in and around New York City after his death. Um, so. It's interesting because uh, we're heading into a break here, but we'll discuss further after. It has been suggested, and Q may have even alluded to the fact that I'm going to I'm going to use the pronoun he. I'm, uh, it may be a she, but I'm assuming it's a he. Uh, that that he may ha- have some position in the Department of Energy with Q clearance. So that's an interesting connection. Department of Energy, uh, free energy, Nikola Tesla. It all kind of ...perhaps comes together, or that might just be pure fantasy. We'll uh, discuss further with Dr. Michael Sala as we discuss the Q QAnon phenom here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. The truth will set you free, but first it will really tick you off. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Dr. Michael Sala stays with us and into the next hour as well. Once again, we will open up the phone lines at the top of the hour. Let me give you those numbers now. 416-360-0740. That's the Greater Toronto Area. 416-360-0740. And then, toll-free from just about anywhere. 1-866-740-4740. 1-866-740-4740. Before the break, Michael... Uh, I was talking about a possible connection between Q and ON and the Energy Department, and and you uh, we, we were talking about, uh, you know, perhaps uh, free energy and so forth. It, to your mind, is Q connected with the Energy Department?
1: Oh, well, definitely uh, Q has uh, information uh, that is uh, consistent with uh, Q level clearance. Um, uh you know Q level clearance is uh concerns um, anyone that uh, is exposed to kind of nuclear energy or nuclear weapons technology um, so this is um, kind of above top secret um you know, and, and so yeah, Q has that kind of uh level of information um, and, and and certainly has suggested that um, and, and the example a good example of that was um, Q actually predicting the Hawaii missile attack in advance. That, that, was, an ex- that was a case of uh, Future Proof's past uh, uh, be- because uh, he on January 7 made the prediction of, uh, of a DEFCON 1 situation. Now DEFCON 1 um, concerns a nuclear missile attack or, or a nuclear attack being imminent. And so this was on on January 7, uh, Q made a series of three posts referring to a DEF CON 1 situation but saying that this was not going to be a real DEF CON 1. Um, And and on January 13, you had the the missile, the ballistic, the false uh, ballistic missile attack on Hawaii. So, you know, that's an example of um, future proves past that kind of uh, helps people like myself uh, have a lot of, confidence that, that Q does have access to this high-level information and, and you, you could only have that high-level access if you have something like Q clearance because you know only people that would be briefed or would know about some impending nuclear attack involving some rogue agency uh, within the United States because it has to do with nuclear weapons, uh, they would have to have Q clearance to do that. So right there with that Hawaii incident, you have an example, not only of future-proof past, but also of Q having access to Q-level um, classified information. Uh,
0: what other evidence has Q offered to, to to verify that he is a Trump administration insider? I believe there have been photos that appear to have been taken aboard Air Force One, but couldn't those come have come from anyone and just have simply been reposted? There have been a
1: series of um, pictures that uh, Q has posted, uh, you know, such as uh, the interior of, uh, of Air Force One, where Trump has his office, uh, clearly suggesting that this is someone uh, who's on board with Trump on, on Air Force One um, or in the Trump office, um, in the Oval Office there. Or, or, or someone who has access to NSA surveillance of um, uh, cameras all over the world. Um, for example, cameras um, in Singapore be, before Trump's arrival um, that, that Q released photos of, of those cameras. You know, bef- any, you know, this was before those photos uh, were released anywhere. You know, Q was able to show. Uh, some of the environment where Q, oh, sorry, where Trump would be meeting with North Korea's um, leader um, in Singapore. Uh, similarly, uh, Q released photos of some of the NSA camera surveillance of, of some of the FBI officials that had travelled to um, London in order to concoct uh, this um, investigation um, into the Trump administration. Um, so, yeah, those kinds of things have been released uh, regularly uh, through Hughes' uh, 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 breadcrumbs, his postings. Uh, what for me was the clincher was uh, the day Michael Cohen, uh, Trump's personal attorney, uh, was uh, his offices were raided by the FBI on orders uh, of uh, Robert Mueller, who Basically, asked the FBI to to raid uh, Cohen's offices, and and this was unprecedented because never before has the uh, the personal attorney of a president uh, been raided in such a way. I mean, this was a brazen attack by the deep state uh, that really threatened Trump because uh, Cohen, you know, being the personal attorney, certainly knew a lot of things. But that very evening, at Trump. Uh, in the Oval Office, you had uh, 20 uniformed military office officers uh, showing up. This was unscheduled, just showing up and basically having a photo op with Trump. And nine of them were on there on Trump's right, and 11 of them were on Trump's left. And, and you know, clearly, the message was 9/11. You know, the military intelligence knows all about 9/11. They have the goods. So, you know, right there, you you had. Um, confirmation that that the military are behind Trump, uh, that the military intelligence community is really closely associated with the QAnon movement, and they know all about 9/11, and they know all the dirty
0: secrets right. of the state. Well, that, that is very interesting, if that is was the intended um, symbolism. Now, I'm confused, though, because uh, we're, we're being led to believe, on the one hand, that the Robert Mueller investigation is not about uh, investigating Trump for Russian collusion, and that Mueller, in fact, is secretly working alongside uh, those who are aligned with uh, the, I guess the, the counter coup, if you will, against the deep state. Um, so sort that out for me, because if Mueller is raiding Michael Cohen's office and and in fact is, I mean is, in other words, is Mueller part of the deep state or is he um, deep undercover fighting against the deep state?
1: Oh, well, that's a really interesting question, Richard. I know that there are a lot of uh, uh, people that have been confused over whether Mueller is uh, really part of the deep state trying to take down the Trump administration or whether he's playing this kind of charade uh, feigning uh, a a significant investigation but really is part of the White Hats. Um, There have been posts that have been interpreted both ways. Uh, More recently, however, it's become quite clear that Q uh, has associated uh, Mueller with Rod Rosenstein saying that uh, both have worked hand in hand and that uh, Rosenstein is clearly a deep state asset, suggesting that that Mueller is also a deep state asset, but still leaving open the possibility that that Mueller could be playing this charade because uh, one of the things that uh, Q posts is that Uh, he says that disinformation is necessary because the deep state monitors uh, the Q postings. So by kind of like being uh, ambiguous about, well, is is Mueller really part of the deep state or really part of the White Hats trying to uh, kind of like dismantle the deep state, that that leaving that question uh, kind of unclear um, puts the deep state off balance. So, so yeah, there's no clear... uh, Kind of answer to that. Uh, I mean, I, I think I, I would kind of like guess that um, Mueller is is kind of working on behalf of the deep state in doing these things, you know, raiding the offices of uh, Michael Cohen, forcing Cohen to kind of make a deal where he then starts spilling the beans on on Trump. Now, um, the the thing is though, uh, you you can't be a hundred percent on on that because uh, the military intelligence uh, community is, is very good at, at conducting a, a PSYOP. So it's quite possible that, that Mueller really is still working uh, for the military intelligence community um, and is part of the White Hats and he's conducting an elaborate charade. So um, yeah, I can't give a, anything more decisive than that.
0: Well, presumably we will know shortly, because it sounds as if... Uh, the Mueller investigation is winding up because you would think one of the last th- pieces of the investigation would be questioning the president, and he has submitted answers uh, to to written questions from Mueller. That's all been uh, submitted, um, and we're getting all of these um, indications that it's about to wrap up. So I guess we're going to find out soon, or I mean, or will it be resolved?
1: Well, I think you're quite right that the fact that um, uh, these questions have been uh, submitted by Trump uh, in letter form uh, to Mueller suggests that the investigation is winding down, and that essentially uh, there hasn't been any real uh, finding uh, by Mueller that there has been any kind of uh, collusion. That it, that uh, in in a way this. Uh, With Mueller's investigation winding down and and there being nothing more than kind of like charging several Trump associates uh, such as uh, Michael Cohen um, and and a few others with kind of uh, charges that date back several years, uh, even before these people uh, were in any any way associated with the Trump campaign and and the kind of truly ridiculous... um, Indictments against uh, this group of uh, Russian military intelligence uh, officials, which is going to get nowhere, but it it's really does kind of like make it look like, well, was this all a charade? Was Mueller's job really to kind of like conduct uh, an investigation that would get nowhere, that would kind of like satisfy democratic demands, uh, democratic demands that... Uh, the Trump administration be investigated for these kinds of Russia collusion charges. But in the end of the day, it was a cover for the real investigation that Sessions had put together uh, with this uh, U.S. attorney, John Hubers, from Utah. Um, and that that is what is the real investigation. And this is what's going to happen now with the secret indictments uh, being unabashed um, Un- un- unsealed probably um, very shortly after New Year's Day because ap- this is when the, uh, uh, the re-amendment to the U.S. military court-martial um, uh, statutes goes into effect. And so essentially these amendments to the U.S. Uh, military uh, code of justice in terms of uh, how court-martials are conducted were designed to have uh, court martials work in in association with the criminal justice system, so that cases uh, that uh, that are military in nature, because any uh, during a time of war, if anyone is accused or charged with subverting a state, uh, is subverting the government. That's that's a, uh, a crime that can be tried in a military court and because uh, the United States remains technically in a state of war after the 9-11 attacks, uh, that means that a, a whole all of these deep state officials that have been investigated and, um, uh, and and are subject to these secret indictments, they can be charged in these military uh, trials and so uh, this is going to happen in January 1st, so you know, we're, we're kind of like approaching the end of November now. So it makes sense that the Mueller investigation winds down now so that by January 1st, when they're ready to unseal the indictment, then um, there is no real need for the Mueller investigation anymore. So, you know, that that kind of timing and synchronicity does suggest that maybe Mueller, Mueller's investigation was a charade all along.
0: Well, we will find out you're saying Jan 1... Or shortly thereafter, that's uh, when we should get an indication. If we start to see military tribunals and people charged with things like sedition, I suppose, uh, this could this could either just fall on its uh, face completely and will be uh, dismissed as a complete hoax or re- revealed as a complete hoax, or it may all bear some fruit. We'll find out. We're going to open up the phone lines, questions and comments for doc- Dr. Michael Sala regarding QAnon right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away.